The Ringers Nora Princiati and Nathan Hubbard are on a journey breaking down every single Taylor Swift album. For all you Swifties out there, this is the podcast for you. From her most famous moments to her most obscure references, every single album, Taylor Swift has it all. Check it out on the Ringer Dish feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I am joined today by Samantha Rollins, the Deputy Entertainment Editor of Bustle. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Juliette. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for doing this. Um, I know that you're a longtime Bachelor fan. How are you feeling about the season so far? You know, it's good. I think this episode was starting to really pick up for me. Um, I think that Michelle is so drama averse that the first couple uh, episodes haven't been like really exciting to me. Um, you know, it's kind of exciting to watch someone maturely diffuse conflict in a way that uh, <laughs> many Bachelor and Bachelorettes haven't. But I don't think that's what makes for like, you know, ratings and exciting stuff. So um, I'm really excited to see um, the later half of the season when she really starts to like develop her relationships um, because I'm a lot more invested in that than I was for like Katie. Sure, <laughs> sure. Katie, the season that will lose to time, and that's all good. I already forgot who who I were know. her finalists. Besides, I was like Greg. Like who who was there? Like, well, it's because you know. they all self eliminated. Yeah, it's, she was. She only had Blake at the end, so whatever. Um, I'm curious, like who you're interested of the dudes who stick out to you. Like, obviously, Nate and Joe get all the attention. We're big Rodney fans around here. I also, wrote, yeah, Rodney is a sweetie. I love Rodney. I don't think he has a shot, too. but I love him. I want him to find like, you know, a fiance in paradise. Um, sure. He, there was just like, I forget when he had that one-on-one date and he was, did he cry or do I just want him to cry? I just felt like I was going to cry. <laughs> like, I don't know. He just seems like, just like a sweet man. So love Rodney. He does. He does seem like a really nice person. <laughs> Love Rodney. Um, who else? Like, I'm just because we were talking about this the other day. Like, one of the like weird parts about the show, maybe this is more recently, is like I feel like you don't really get to know so many of them. And maybe it's always been that way. I just like feel it more acutely. Who knows? It's hard, hard to tell what's changed with like pandemic brain and pandemic social norms. But I but like 
so many of the guys, like, I just don't know anything about. Now, all of a sudden, we're down to 10. Just like, wait, how did we get here? Yeah, it's really interesting. I do think, like, Michelle's season is interesting so far in that I think we have, like, three really clear front runners that we're starting to, Who's like... the third to you? Brandon. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brandon is... I love him as a character. I don't... I couldn't, like, personally entertain him. He just seems like a, like a, you know, he has childlike wonder is a way to put it, which I think Michelle is really entertained by. I see them having, like, sort of like a, like a summer, a summer fling, but I don't see it for uh-huh. real. But you can tell she's really into him. Um, so I feel like those are Brandon the Brandon to- seems like he'd be a really good rebound. Yes, like, exactly. Like if <laughs> which is maybe mean, but, like, no. if you're coming out of a relationship and you just sort of, like, need to get out, get over the previous one, something not so serious, Brandon would be perfect. Yeah. He, well, the thing is, I think he's really, really sincere and he's really, he's like really committed, like watching even the, um, the group date where he was like fully like taking bites and chewing and swallowing all that nasty food. And like no one around him was like even like doing that. I want to be like, Brandon, like you don't have to, like, I know Michelle wants to see you put in effort, but like he really went all out. He seems just like he's, he seems like a puppy dog, um, which is endearing. Um, but aside from Brandon, Nate and Joe, we don't have a ton of supporting characters this time. Um, I think rooting for Rodney on that front. Um, and like, we got a little bit from Olu who I thought, um, you know, our, our swole, our swole sensitive King. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, but, uh, punching the punching of Olu was, was like upsetting. I mean, I understand he asked for it and he was fine, but that was, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of super weird, a lot of like silly guy stuff, but yeah, otherwise I, we haven't had a lot of like talk guys who are like the talking heads who we were like, yeah, you don't have a shot, but you're in every scene. I guess there's that guy who like, whose name I always forget, like Casey. Um, but who he just went home, but yeah, I, there aren't a lot of guys in like the Casey, middle. Casey, aka Dak Shepard. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are <laughs> a lot of yeah. There aren't really guys like in the middle of the pack this time. Um, yeah, like when they were having that conversation, like before the like the rose ceremony, like wow, like all these great guys are left. Like who's gonna go home? We don't even know. And I was like, I know. Like Leroy hasn't spoken. Like so, yeah. <laughs> there's not really like a middle a middle tier this time so far. I know. There's there's sort of like. Not a lot of future Paradise All Stars. Although I saw Rob Mills tweeting about um Chris S going to Paradise. Oh, and, like, I mean that's a- intro should be. So, Ugh. I, I've Ugh. had a I've had a theory about Chris S this season that many people have DM me to tell me is wrong. Like he's a uh, West Coast commodities broker, which I think is weird because you have to wake up super early. But I've been informed that actually many people think it's a good idea because you can. I don't know. There's like, there's like specific <laughs> finance stuff you can get into. And then you get like junior people to cover the mornings for you and your workday is really short. So maybe I'm wrong. Nevertheless, I, I still, I've still got questions about that, but well, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you seen, uh, that the site, the bachelor jobs site? Yes. I so, have. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything there, but I don't think he's really a commodities broker is what I'll say. <laughs> what do they say he's actually doing? That's a great, that's a great point. We should, we should review some of their findings. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Again, I mean, I can't independently confirm them, but, uh, he, they said, I, I really couldn't see anything about the commodities broker thing. Like maybe he worked as like a personal assistant to like somebody who like maybe like traded stuff 
for big clients at one point. Um, but then they also found his IMDb classic. Oh my God. Uh, classic, he, you know, yeah. he was in, he was in a short film or something that went to like some film festivals like recently. Um, you know, he's, uh, he saw his opportunity to potentially be a bachelor villain and he took it and like his <laughs> acting career, it didn't really go that well. So he clearly knew he didn't have a lot of other ways for him to, to move. Like there was not a lot else for him, uh, to do other, other than just become, you know, full yeah. villain, full heel turn. Clearly he knew he was going home when he interrupted the one-on-one date because you would just never do that otherwise. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was okay. What I wanted to ask is, have you ever seen, you've watched so many seasons. Have you ever seen yeah. someone interrupt a one-on-one date? Cause I can't remember a time. I don't, I don't think I can either. Yeah. That's a good question. Like that I, was next level. I know. And they just must've been really worried that nothing was going to happen. I feel like the problem with this season, if there is one is that it's just like you said, like Michelle's kind of too calm. She's too together. So there's, they have to manufacture some of the, the issues. There's also been a lot of like deep stuff and it's sort of, it's always a little jarring to go from like sad story to sad story without like dumb drama in between. But I do think that, you know, Chris S probably just was like, I'm done with this and was ready to just, uh, you know, throw, throw a grenade essentially. And so he did. Yeah. He's definitely game. Like whether he knew that he was game to like take that role or was kind of coerced into it. Um, yeah. I think that that was actually like kind of a big miss, like him interrupting the, a one-on-one date, like could have been such an explosive moment. Like when it happened, I was actually just really surprised that I had no, like that, that wasn't even like teased in any of the teasers or anything like that. Cause we're so primed to like see dramatic moments beforehand. But like, what was interesting about that was like, I guess they didn't even, there was nothing to tease. Like Michelle was so, um, mature and sane about it, um, that it didn't yeah. even make for a moment. Like, Actually, you know what? Interrupting a one-on-one date, like, I feel like that's something, like, a Luke P. could have done in Hannah Brown's situation. And, like, I think Hannah Brown's Bachelorette season is an all-timer, but it's also totally. because... perfect. It's it's beautiful, but it's also because <laughs> she has none of the conflict resolution skills of someone <laughs> like Michelle. So it was... I just kept thinking during that scene, like, okay, if Hannah Brown was here, this would have been, like, a really good scene, probably at, like, the expense yeah. of you know, her relationships and her, her well-being. Um, but so my jaw was on the floor just because of the way Michelle did it. I was just like, how do you, she didn't even raise an eyebrow. Like she didn't raise her voice or an eyebrow. I would, I would be a little mad. Like she stays so (laughs) calm, but it also just indicates she doesn't, doesn't really care about some of these dudes. Right. She was upset. I mean, we've seen her get upset, which was last week. And (laughs) it was funny to me how much she was, she was recalling that like being ignored essentially and kept reminding them that like they were like thanking them for like paying attention to her and like actually, you know, being engaged in, in the the show, which is what they're all there for. I thought that was really funny, but she does stay really calm. So like when she gets upset, you know, she actually does care, but I, I'm wonder like which of these dudes like can really make her cry other than Nate and Joe. Not that I want her to, but like just to kind of <laughs> see see that emotion and whatnot. <laughs> so yeah, so with with Chris, I I was just like, this is maturity, this is confidence. Like she she just was not having it. She didn't even she couldn't even sort of like 
She didn't even like gas, do any light gaslighting of herself into having to care. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I wish I could be like that. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, making her cry, I think the, the feeling scene thing, I thought it was interesting this week because she, I think when she mentioned to, it was Nate, right? About her mm-hmm. past relationship and about, um, you know, that story of just like not being yeah. taken care of. I think it made a lot more sense where that concern of hers came from. Like that's probably like a deep, deep sort of issue for her. Um, so it was like a sort of a sticky touching point. I noticed this also with, um, with Martin, like, when they interact, I think that I don't think Martin's like a bad guy. And I think that like they just come from two different places, but you can tell he prods her in places where she probably has a lot, like it hits really close to home for her. So I think like she cries when something's like really, really hits close to home for her emotionally, um, regardless of what the relationship is. Um, and I think that's something we'll start to see a little bit more like as the relationships get more serious. Like if she's not getting enough from somebody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that they're going to really probably push that as a theme too, because they need right. one, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that also she just doesn't court drama because she like has like an intention with the season, which is to like do it right. And to like, I don't know. I She just seems like a, a great person. She seems fun too. My biggest complaint is that they don't show her being goofy enough. Like when she is goofy, it's so great. Like even with like that small moment with Brandon to use, to use Michelle's own parlance, a small moment. Um, (laughs) I thought that like, she just seems like she's really fun. And I guess I I just would love to see more of that. I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to be complaining. I I definitely am like excited about Michelle in general. I do agree that like oftentimes with leads, like we don't see the fun parts of them. Like with Matt James, we didn't see the fun part. Um, I think with Michelle though, it's interesting because different parts of her come out at different times, which is like something if we are going to get into like conversation about front runners, she is so much more um, gregarious and fun around like Nate and, um, and Brandon than Brandon, Brandon. Um, mm-hmm that she is around Joe. Like she, different parts of her personality, like anybody come out with different people. Um, like I, and the, the Brandon parts, uh, when, when he kissed her and he had like, she was like straight fish, Brandon, um, were really funny, but I don't know. I I think that she can be so composed. I, I don't want to attribute too much to her being a teacher, but I think she's like, so, um, I mean, it's impressive. She's so like goal oriented that she's able to like really like do what's right and like what needs to happen um, and like hold in the rest of like any emotion until like the time comes. So, yeah, I know I I uh, <laughs> I just want to I just want Miss Michelle to explode, you know, just. To- yeah, it's not going to happen, though. I feel like I need to, like put, you know, or if it does, I don't actually you know, want that anyway. You know what? It's not gonna, she won't explode. I think like it, it'll look different, you know, like she'll, yeah. if I'm trying to picture like if, what would happen if, if Joe left or if Nate left, I don't think Nate's going to leave, but you know, um, I think she would, she would cry a lot. Do you, you know? do you think Joe is going to leave? Cause that's <laughs> yes. one of my, one of my theories. There's no way, right? Like otherwise, how could he, I, I don't know. He just seems too uncomfortable to, to make it to the end. So I have so much like, I would say Greg PTSD, but I'm not even like a big (laughs) Greg fan. I think it's like Greg PTSD and PTSD for like what that kind of like relationship means, like writ large, you know, like the guy who like isn't quite as into you, who like maybe can't show his feelings enough and you're giving. I also think 
whether producers intended it or not, there's a little bit of foreshadowing. Michelle keeps saying how she like has always been the one like giving more and giving more and not getting a lot back. And I'm kind of like, hmm, like what's going to happen with Joe? Because like I haven't seen a ton of giving yet. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot. I do think Joe, um, if he doesn't leave, I think it'll be one of those kind of passive aggressive things where like he can't give her what she wants and he's not really budging and then she sort of like realizes it and lets him go you know yeah like a, a Rachel and Peter Krause kind of situation yeah yeah even if it's not <laughs> even like as um like forward of that like Deep. she yeah like she might just realize like this guy is never gonna be you know like I can help him be more outward with his feelings but I can't like you know when you've got I, Nate yeah. right there like and I don't know it just seems like I, I feel know. like also basketball is obviously something they share in Minnesota. <laughs> is it? I, I had I no idea. Like, <laughs> I wonder if like his relationship to being an athlete and to basketball is like almost too vexed. Also, the fact that we learned about his um, his injury made me think back to the couple weeks ago when he when we were like, "Is he good?" Like he didn't even seem that aggressive, and I was like, "Oh, maybe he's like scared of getting injured or whatever," and just has all and has all of these like for whatever reason, his basketball baggage is why he like didn't shine more at the pickup game, though. Obviously he was the MVP, so he did a good job. I but think he still like shined. A, yes. He, I mean, he definitely did, but it seems like a, a low bar, but I wasn't like blown away. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> like Malik was, was, yeah. you know, flashier than he was, but now I think it's because of his injury. He's probably like, I don't know if he trusts his body again. I mean, Seems really, that just seemed like so horrible. I felt really, I really felt for him. I can't imagine what that was like. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Yeah, I thought that that was um, 
that was a really good, that was the only moment that I was like, okay, yes, Joe, I understand. I empathize. Like right before that moment, when they started, when they sat down for the dinner, I was like, I am so bored. Like maybe it's because he doesn't have like any like inflection in his voice. I was just like, I, I can't watch this man speak. I don't see their connection. Maybe that's just that I don't like relate to introverts, but I was like, I am so bored until he started like really sharing things. Um, so I think that was great, but obviously, um, and I think it's, I'm glad that he like opened up and shared how like basketball is like a fraught topic for him. Yeah, totally. Um, but also I'm I'm glad he's branching out into other, other work. Also, I've been informed that his previous place that he worked before the real estate stuff, it's like a really big company. So it seems like he's, you know, moving forward with his life. I wish him the best. I just don't see Joe and Michelle working out. It's too obvious. And so. I hope, I hope he finds love. Also, I hope she has found love and she's happy. So. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if it was just me watching the episode where I was like, okay, it's so obvious that Nate has it in the, in the bag, in the bag, bag. in the yeah. bag. He has it in the bag. <laughs> um, it's so obvious that they really needed to sort of like sh- hype up like some other like front runner being Joe. And obviously she likes Joe a lot, but they just kept being like hometown. Like he has such an advantage and, and know. they should have kept Jamie longer because I think that he obviously would have been divisive. I mean, she, you know, she put, she dropped the hammer on that one. I'm sure that was her because it seemed like, oh, yeah. Also, from that small bite where he like asked to speak to the, or when we see him talking to the producer, it seems like he had like a fairly good relationship with them. And so I'm sure that was like totally her decision. But that would have been, I think, the kind of uh, like propulsive drama that, that would have been a little bit less predictable and like made it a little bit less clear that Nate was going to win. But, I mean, and I, I'm not spoiled at all, so I don't I don't know if he does win. I actually, this is the most effective I've been at avoiding spoilers so far. So please, no one DM them to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like there's just like a it's easier to avoid them right now for whatever reason. Maybe there's just less interest, but um, they should have kept Jamie for longer just for for drama purposes. But she she obviously made the right call. Yeah, um, Jamie definitely I think I just kind of like him. Well, no, he's definitely like a villain in like the molds that is actually usually semi-successful on this show. Like you have to have like, it, the, the lead has to be interested in you. Like Chris yeah. S is just not a villain because it's like, she like didn't even care. Like when he was gone and he showed up, they're like, where's Chris? Like at the group date. And um, her face just like dropped when he walked back in. Like he has, he has no shot. But Jamie, like she was clearly into him at first. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely... I mean, I don't want to call someone I, I don't know a sociopath, so I won't go that far. <laughs> um, but he he definitely he he was the right combination of sort of like charisma, but like a little Scary. Yeah, yeah, like a little alarming. Um, and yes, he definitely it, it's the it's producers a, seem to. I bet they liked him. I bet they're disappointed. Oh, they go further. Oh yeah, and and I, I'm sure that he like. I think we've seen it enough by now by how many times bachelorettes and bachelors have kept somebody around that you're like, Matt, you're not interested in Queen Victoria. Like, I'm sure that she was encouraged to keep him around. And it's like kind of amazing that Michelle was like, no. I know. You know, she just didn't. Again, with the teacher analogies, I feel like she's just like taking, you know, taking the kids and sending them to the principal's office, like just as soon as they, you know, deserve it, which is amazing. um, Because I know that production can be, you know, they can be convincing, but. She's not having it, which is cool. Do you think that um, going to her high school was a good date? Like, is that like a like? I doubt. Like, Nate got a great one. Obviously, the the boat, like, fantastic. We don't need to even question that. Plus, her friends got to come. Is going to your high school a good date though for 
you know, a one-on-one? Um, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> that would be my personal nightmare. Uh, I saw it and I was like, wow, if I had to do this, I would, I would straight up refuse. But at the same time, it depends on what your high school memories are like, you know? Um, obviously that's been a big part of also like the story around Michelle and Joe is like, I was Mrs. Basketball runner up and he was Mr. Basketball. So that makes a lot of sense why they would want to go there. And maybe her high school experience is something she like cherishes. Obviously that's like where her basketball career started. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure you do have like a, I'm, I'm watching Yellow Jackets right now. Have mm, you watched that? I haven't, but um, I, I'm, I'm interested. Very good. I recommend it. Um, it's about, you know, there's, if you, if you don't know about it, it's a scripted show on, on Showtime about a girls soccer team um, from the nineties in New Jersey that gets into a plane crash. And there's like a lot of time, there's a lot of time jumps between the present 2021 and the, the plane crash and other flashbacks. It's really fun. It's like, it's like in the genre of like, if you like lost, then watch this, like that kind of thing. But anyway, um, the, the soccer team is like so foundational to that show. And I do think that people who have like these really important formative experiences with teams in high school. Like they, it's like become such a huge part of your life. As far as I can tell, it didn't happen for me. But <laughs> I, that's the vibe I get. And I, so I do think for her, it probably had some special meaning and, and also like is probably just was nice for her to like do something at home after being, you know, sequestered in Palm Springs for however long it was um, five weeks, I guess. So, but I, I, it also just seems like, a very bad way to introduce yourself as like an adult. And I feel like especially in your late twenties when you're like really transitioning to like being your adult self to focus on, you know, your ninth grade basketball is probably like just a little bit weird. Oh, like it's what they share. I don't think that's something that like you would ever do in real life. But then again, like which of these bachelor dates would you actually do in real life? That's um, why the boat one was so good because yeah, you would do that. Exactly. That's why it was awesome. Yeah. That was like, normal there's always like love hanging on a boat a couple yeah and there's always a couple dates where it's like let's see how you hang out with my friends and you're like yes this is like actually a good test of something um the high school date though like I obviously see why they did it and I do think like even though like I wouldn't want to do it it did teach us more about Michelle which is you know when you think about like Matt James someone who we learned like nothing about I was like yeah you know, it, it put her in a little more context for me. It was cute to see the photo of her in like ninth grade, like on the varsity team. I know um, she, she looks almost exactly the same. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And just <laughs> very cute. Um, I would never remember my locker. Um, you know, me neither. Uh, I, I kind of, I had, we had to yeah. share lockers in my school. Like it was, oh, a that's very, weird. well, yeah, it was like a big public school. So we used to share lockers. Um, I also haven't been back to my high school since I graduated. Like I don't, yeah. I, maybe that's just because I, didn't go to like, you know, not from like a town where like you have like one school, like homecoming or whatever, but I, I haven't been back to my school. So like just even going would be so weird. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't imagine it. So, (laughs) but she's, I would have guessed she's been back more since she lives in her hometown. Although maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I, I was surprised I didn't have a teacher there really for her to to like be like this is my or my coach well, or whatever it was summer but I guess they could have brought anybody in yeah. if they yeah. wanted um yeah who knows I mean you're right actually like I I would personally hate to do that date but I guess they did <laughs> keep it like pretty light like she picked a red like you know she could have just been like that was my locker and then yeah. they like showed some photo but then otherwise like they didn't really do a ton there so kept it light if I were yeah. forced into doing that I would do that and be like, okay, now I'm getting out of here. You know, <laughs> like we're not meeting any Let's teachers. We're not meeting any, you know, yeah. 
I'm curious if any of you guys will get to meet her family before the final because they're in like that happened yeah. on Colton season. Hannah Brown got to Hannah meet of all people. Col- yeah, she got to meet Colton's family before the finals. And I wonder if that's going to happen because when they go to like their hometown, it often does. And it would be a sure sign. I mean, Nate getting to meet the friends is a big deal. I, I feel like I feel like of the dudes who are left, I would most want to introduce Brandon prematurely because he <laughs> seems like so sweet. But I, I don't I wonder like if if they'll work them into it. They've been on it a lot, which is so nice for Michelle. She gets to see her parents in the middle. I mean, that's like a real luxury. Uh, a couple questions. Do we think are they traveling next week? Like or do you think they're doing another week in Minnesota? I think they're doing another week in Minnesota. Oh, I think I feel they're like, in Minnesota yeah. for a few weeks. I bet they I don't know. Actually, I know they're traveling full on for Clayton season. Um, but I think for Michelle, they did limited travel. So it might have been like Palm Springs, Minneapolis, and like maybe one finale destination, but I'm actually not sure. I think there might be two. So like watching um, the, the, and the super rest tease. of, yeah, the super, there yeah. you go. There's the word super tease. I did feel like there were a couple different like locales there, unless they were like Minnesota things. Like there was definitely a beach involved. And I can't, I can't tell if I'm like conjuring this out of thin air, but I do feel like I saw something like wintry, but. Mm. or like European, but I don't know. I think there's something else, but you're right. Maybe it's not next week. Um, but as yeah, far as, I, yeah, I, I hope they travel more. It, I, I can't believe how much it does add, but it just adds like a narrative framework that like, I, they don't need to like be creating as much out of thin air. It's like, it's like basically the kind of like the beats of a travel log. Essentially. I never, never would have guessed how important it is. And it's funny because when we did, um, the greatest season, like we did like a greatest seasons ever countdown before they did greatest seasons ever. It was like leading up to Peter's season, <laughs> I believe. So it was like two years ago w- travel and like the locations they went to factored into my like fake formula. Um, <laughs> and I remember at the time, like some producers were just like, you really overrate the travel in terms of the seasons. And I probably did, but at the same time, it does add so much more to the show than I think I realized. And also, I now understand why, like, the challenge and so many other shows are, like, constantly changing up the location. On the production end, it probably helps with the creativity and, like, mixes it up a lot. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's not so much that, like, I watch The Bachelor The Bachelorette to see them travel or to be like, ooh, like, look at that beautiful yeah. town or whatever. It's more that I think the absence of it um, makes it more obvious what's missing. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't really care. Like when they're in a town, ta- when they're in like when like Latvia or whatever, it's not like I learned anything. Um, that actually that one, maybe I did, but I also like, <laughs> I feel like Riga is a often a crossword puzzle answer. And now yes, I know the, ca- the capital of, of Latvia is Riga. Thanks yeah. to the bachelorette. I guess so. that one was <laughs> memorable to me, but it's not like I learned anything. If they go to like, you know, Italy or something, it's more just that, watching michelle and they'd be Rod. lucky to go to italy yeah i don't think they've, i don't think they've ever been there on this show probably yeah. too expensive yeah that's true it's more just like watching michelle and rodney be like let's do a scavenger hunt in the hotel like let's go to the kitchen it's just like oh like there's no just, fantasy to that and so that's the opposite need, like, the, yeah you need the fantasy of like of like this could be me roaming the streets of portugal or whatever yeah and, like, or the, not the even great that. the great love story like like no great love story is told exclusively at the La Quinta. So, <laughs> oh, that's that's tough. That's tough. Um, I'm sorry to Tasha and Zach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, although I mean, I hope they I hope they're staying together, ran the marathon together, which is great. They seem so. like they're doing well. Yeah, yeah. They seem like they're doing great. But it, even that, it's more like 
they could have like, I, I don't mind like a normal person date, like a let's take a walk, let's go have a picnic somewhere. Like they could have done more of that. It's when they really see the producers like spinning their wheels being like, you know, let, let's, let's just like sit in a hotel room. That's when it becomes yeah. apparent. Like, I don't care yeah. if it's like even average person dates. It's just, it's when they really run out of ideas, you know, average person date in a foreign city is yeah. like, cool. I'd like to try that where it's like, Oh, let's go horseback riding. Let's do bike riding. Let's whatever, eat the local food. Like that is sort of like just more interesting than like you're saying these kind of like made up activities inside a conference room at a, at a hotel. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> yeah. Speaking of eating the local food though, like how do you feel about the times that they make people eat gross food on this show? Because it's happened a lot. It happened last night in the episode. And then it also happened, um, Bachelor in Paradise. It's it's it's, yeah. it's always a thing. They also maybe it was Peter season. Yes, I think where they like went to a market, and also actually maybe it was Colton. Colton because Hannah to. ate. Yeah, yeah, it was cold. I guess it was Colton season. It was sort of like it was kind of offensive. They were like you know yes, they were like making it. Seem, I think it was in Singapore, and they made it seem like the food was like gross or whatever. Um, I hate I hate food challenges as a as a viewer of Survivor and the challenge. I just hate it. And just like, it's gross. Why do we want? It's like, I'm not, I don't watch fear factor. Like if I wanted that, I would watch fear factor. So I find it really disgusting. The fish with the Vikings was just like so gross this week. Just like, what's the, what's the point of this? I did Google it. Like, it seems like, you know, some of the foods they ate are like, are legit like Viking things, but I don't think it, it adds very much, uh, in the show, but I don't even know like what they should be doing it, it anymore. I do think like <laughs> flag football is a good idea. And I like the like more physical stuff. Um, but I guess the poetry date was probably my favorite. Like when they have to like perform in some sense, I think that usually ends up being pretty fun. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I hate the food thing. It's also just that I'm like, that's like also my personal nightmare. Um, and then, yeah, of course, there are times also that it borders on like offensive when they're like exoticizing certain food. Yeah. Um, some of it's just straight up gross, like poor Riley and Marissa on the Bachelor in Paradise thing. Um, oh my god! And I, I yeah, I although Riley and Marissa have their own food stuff because they obviously did the whipped cream thing like oh by, of their own volition. So I think it was their own volition. So yeah. it's hard to say. Get this man a whipped cream sponsorship on Instagram. I gotta check oh in my and god. see. Seriously. You know, be like, here's what I put on Melissa's Mar- Marissa's toes. You know, so uh. I I don't know if this is because I've been filtering my own inst- my own social consumption a lot, but. I was expecting a lot more social media from Ben's wedding. And by the way, congratulations <laughs> to Ben and Jess. I don't think there was a ton of it. I was very surprised. I wonder if because it was like there was the people exclusive photos that like they didn't post that many. I have to go back and look, but yeah. I didn't see a ton of media from Ben's wedding. And I know there was like a ton of bachelor people there. I don't know. I, just, I wonder if I just missed it, but I don't think so. I keep a pretty close eye on Ben. <laughs> I love him. I haven't checked in extensively, but one, that's very normal person marrying a normal person of him. So totally. great, great job to Ben. Two, I could see also in his normal way, if they're like, we have this people exclusive, they could be like, kind of like, don't post stuff until after, um, mm-hmm. which like usually like, I feel like a lot of people in bachelor nation might not respect, but like with Ben, they would. So maybe yeah. people are just going to start posting stuff after um, the big story coming out of big story coming ooh. out of it. Said in air quotes was that Nick Vial and Sean Booth were in the same place. So, and oh. apparently it was fine, which, yeah. which I, which is good because they both moved on. Neither is with Caitlin. Nick is happily dating Natalie. Like I think they can, 
they can be in the same place. But yeah, um, I was expecting a lot more, but I hope they had a great day. I, I love Ben. So I wish him no- nothing but the most happiness. Um, the other big social media thing was Tyler did like a ridiculous photo shoot and just in underwear that's like making the rounds on Instagram now. So it's <laughs> like, okay, Tyler, he's living his best life. I'm happy for him. Just yeah. doing, it, doing it big. Andrew Cameron Foundation launched. Just, I mean, the photos are absolutely insane. Have you seen them? Uh, the photos, I'm not sure. I think they I, came out yesterday. So I'll, the, I'll, yeah, I'll find them for you. They're the, ridiculous. The thing is, like, when you say ridiculous photos of Tyler Cameron and his underwear, I'm like, okay, which ones? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, what what this makes is, these, these different? These take the cake, though. They're really un- they're unreal. <laughs> okay. okay, well, I'll definitely check them out. I also, yeah. did you see that? Um, Emmanuel Acho, Emmanuel Acho was um, met up with Rachel and Matt James at like maybe it was like a wrestling match or something. Really, there was just I a, did not see that. Maybe met up might be a strong word, but they took a photo together. So <laughs> they um, were in the same place at the same. They time. may have like ran in opposite directions directly after, but they took a photo together, which was just interesting because you know you just want to wonder what kind of conversations transpired there. So yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. Very curious what Emmanuel huh. Acho is up to. Oh, I wonder, yeah. you know. Is that a UFC fight? Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he talked to them about. That seems like it might have been awkward, but I don't know. Matt and Rachel seem happy. Yeah. He could have just been like, hey man, like, do you? I guess I want they probably didn't even get into it if we're if we're no. we're mythologizing this moment. Like I bet that he didn't. I bet he was kind of just like, hey. The main <laughs> thing I've been wondering about Rachel is like, does she work? I mean, maybe she's just an influencer. I mean, like, I do should, any of these I should, people well, Some of them, like, ostensibly do. But, like, Rachel just seems to follow Matt around. Yeah. And uh, I should have asked Lori Krebs this, but it just seems like she doesn't uh, have any source of income outside of influencing, which is good. I, I mean, that's a career, but how long would that last? I don't know. I just, I'm always like, what is your job? And, like, what's your plan here? Maybe I'm too career focused. No, but that's no. my main thought when I see photos of Rachel Kirkenout at this point. In addition to all the drama that that and, you know, her um, her photos that caused so much uproar. But now I'm just like, what do you do? Do you just follow Matt around? That doesn't seem great to me. Doesn't seem like a great foundation for the relationship. But maybe that's, you know, they're just getting that FaceTime together. Well, Lori represents her, right? Yeah. She so, well, so then, yeah, she's probably trying to be an influencer. And also, I do think it's interesting because if we're talking about like late stage bachelor, you know, we've got like late, late mm-hmm. stage capitalism. I do think we're in like late stage bachelor in this franchise before it just totally, you know, goes down or it's around, but people have moved on. I do think it is about like influencing. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely what she's doing. I don't follow her. So I don't know, like, I don't either. Her spawn. I, 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 keep tabs on Matt just to see if they're together, but I don't need like her spawn or whatever. So, but, but again, I saw Matt and Tyler run by in the marathon just oh, completely coincidentally. It was, yeah. it was a real thrill. A good moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what was Rachel's job even on the show? Like, wasn't she a student uh, or something? I think something? it said like graphic designer or something like oh. that. Oh. If I recall correctly. I doubt she's doing so. that. She's definitely influencing. Like, you know, I know. Well, I guess you could be doing that from anywhere because you can just travel, but yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even know. You take hot Ooh. photos wherever and then you make money. <laughs> and, and even if you are a graphic designer, that seems like the kind of work you could do, like just from wherever you are with remote work here in the age of COVID. So who knows? But I have no background, but I can tell you, she's just not a graphic designer. I just feel that. <laughs> it, I just feel that in my gut. So, you know, maybe she has Photoshop on her computer mm. or she did. Maybe she's using, you know, like Facetune or whatever. That's graphic designing, you know? A lot of Bachelor people, like, probably don't even, like, sit at a laptop regularly. Because if you don't have a desk job, why would you? Yeah. 
So, I mean, like, I wish I was one of those types of people who doesn't sit at a desk regularly, but uh, alas, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, like, Hannah G has her own, like, Instagram, like, filter app now. Oh, she does? Which I downloaded for, like, a hot second just to see what it was like. Um, and then I deleted it. But, yeah. That's kind of upsetting. <laughs> Why is Hannah G in the business of filters? I mean, that's just, like, Well, all of, I mean... It's not like face filters or anything. It's like yeah, filters it's like, to like make it look like you're just dreamy, right? Yeah, and like yeah. stars, little whatever. like film grain, you know, like that kind of stuff. But you have to pay for like she almost all social, of the filters. So yeah, I okay. deleted it. I was not. I was. Out I wonder how much quickly. she makes off of that. I'd, I'd love to just like dig into bachelor tax returns. I mean, that would yeah. be such such a thrill. I would be. <laughs> mo- I would be most eager to see someone like Hannah G, where I'm just like. How much are you really making on all of this? And I bet it's a lot. Like I bet I would be upset seeing it. I'd be like, wow, I yeah. made so many of the wrong life choices. You gotta you gotta get gotta get like the tea off mic from Lori Krebs about just like what, I know. what the rates are. You know? Missed opportunity by me. I didn't ask her <laughs> enough hitting questions. Oh, I'm man. sure she Next wouldn't time. say anything on on mic, but you can get it's true. You can get some ballpark figures, you know, off the record. Yeah. So yeah. Do some digging on background. Um Sam, thank you so much for joining me to discuss Michelle. Um, for more of Sam's work, check her out on Bustle. Uh, Callie and I will be back on Tuesday night next week. And then only one episode next week. So Thanksgiving. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Erica Cervantes for producing this. And again, thank you, Sam. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.